Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now live from Rogers Place. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Trusted by 630 Chad. Visit their new e commerce site and order support. Supplies, printers, and more at digitex.ca. Hugh Porter and the staff at Digitex, they'll take care of you. Hugh Porter, an Oiler fan, like the majority of you that would listen to a show called Oilers Now. We are going to open up the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. They have Canadian rock icon Burton Cummings. October 13th. Tickets at theRiverCreeResort.com and at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out the great selection today at WestlockFord.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stopper. You can uh, email the show, OilersNow at 630Chat.com. Though, to be honest with you, I haven't been able to access the email in at least six years. Last time I took any, I think Reed Wilkins was the one. So for you old schoolers out there, Texas, man, that's the way to go. Uh, some guests on our show receive gift cards from the Japanese Village Restaurants. Three locations in Edmonton and now in Sherwood Park. Japanese Village the perfect place to celebrate your special occasion. All right, we are going fully interactive. The Oilers making five moves today. Three players placed on waivers that needed to clear for the purpose of being assigned to Bakersfield. Keegan Lowe, defenseman. Defenseman Kevin Gravel, who I thought was decent last night in the stretches for against uh, the Winnipeg Jets, who had a good team dressed. And Brad Malone, forward, uh, sort of a checking centerman, fourth-line type. Uh, the Oilers releasing Scotty Upshaw from his PTO. Suffered a, a knee tweak, the injury never got into a game. Disappointing. I thought when he initially uh, committed to coming to Edmonton because there were other options for him, I thought he had a chance to make the hockey club, uh, and I thought he would have uh, been able to provide some spark, but never got to 100%. And Cooper Marodi, who the Oilers acquired last year in a trade with the Philadelphia Flyers, um, got into three preseason games. He has been assigned. He does not need to clear to Bakersfield as well. What does that leave the Oilers with? Well, uh, based on practice today, 
Connor McDavid remaining with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Ty Ratty. Kyler Yamamoto moved up to a line with Leon Dreisettle and Milan Lucic. Tobias Reeder uh, playing the left side with Jujara Kira at center and Yessa Pugliarvi because Ryan Strom sat out today's practice. Kyle Brodziak with Drake Kajula and Zach Cassian. Ryan McLeod, who's a long shot to make the team, but is still here, second-round pick, unsigned. Um, could foresee a scenario where maybe he ends up back going to junior on, say, Thursday of this week so he could play for his junior team on the weekend uh, with Alex uh, Jason, who was in on a PTO, and Pontus Aberg. 16 forwards left for Edmonton. 10 defensemen left for the Oilers. Clefbaum, Larson, Nurse Benning, Russell, and Bouchard. Jakob Jurebek and Ethan Bear, and then Jason Garrison in on a PTO. Andre Sekera on LTIR. So the Oilers down to nine healthy uh 16 healthy forwards, 9 healthy D, and then the three goaltenders, Cam Talbot, Miko Koskinen, and Al Montoya. We are going to open up the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, go fully interactive at this time. Mike on line one calling from Ottawa. Hello, Mike. How are you? Hey, Bob. Pretty good. How you doing? Good. Good. Yeah, I'm so happy to be uh, living in Ottawa, but being an Oilers fan, because, you know, my other options aren't so good here these days, are they? Well, I, I, it's almost an impossible situation. And, you know, look, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group, and there's been some tough miles, and but a lot's been accomplished in this city over the last several years. And I, I, I hearken back to the 12-13 lockout year. And in September of that year, there were some challenges in terms of consummating a deal to get, uh, you know, a downtown entertainment arena district built. And here we are all these years later, and I'm doing the show from Roger's place, and the owners have a state-of-the-art brand-new facility, and the you know the, the tax amount that was going to get brought in over 35 years is going to be reached in seven or eight years, and it's, you know, and then the owners got lucky because they got McDavid in 2015. Now, last year was a bad year, but so I don't ever look down on another city and another market, but we're in a hell of a lot better spot right now than Ottawa is. And uh, look at what's going on with Eugene Melnick, and to me, it mirrors what happened here with Peter Buckland. And I think it's it just, reminds me, yeah, yeah it, you're right. It that, reminds me a bit. That's the comparable, and then the trade they made, uh, the Duchesne trade. I mean, I, I like Pierre Dorian, but he got worked into that deal by the National Predators. And if that ends up being the number one pick, because they could have given up the pick this year, which was the fourth overall pick to Colorado, turned out to be Brady Kachuk. Yeah. If Ottawa ends up with the number one pick next year, that is a disastrous trade because the Hughes kid, I've talked to guys that skate with him in the summer. He's a fantastic player who's very similar to Patrick Kane. Wow, they miss out on him. And I remember when they, after that weird interview we did, everybody was talking about how Melnick kept saying, oh, we got all these picks coming up. Well, we did an analysis, local media, and we don't have it. Our senators don't have any more picks than anybody else does, you know? So it's not like they're loaded up like Toronto did or other teams. Oh, no, no, there's, there's, yeah. there's lots of challenges. <laughs> uh, I know, but yeah, so, uh, so I'm happy to be Orange fan, pumped for the season. I'm a little disappointed that uh, Mr. Upshaw was released, but I guess... You know, health is health. What can you do, right? But I just, I'm, I'm worried. Like, I wanted to comment on Peter Shirelli. I'm really hoping that he's had a lot of criticism, and I, I've lobbed a bit of criticism on the blogs myself to him. And the criticism is the typical stuff, the Reinhardt trade, Everly trade, all, all that stuff. He has a chance to redeem himself, though. When I look at good GMs like Iserman, 
you know, uh, or I look at, you know, some of, some of the other GMs out there doing the right things. It seems like even in Toronto, you know, for Lamorello and now Dubis, they're able to really understand the rules and sometimes make moves that may not be good sometimes for a player that they had or are about to release, but it's good for the team in the future. And I feel that I was really confused when Chiarelli um, uh, uh, bought out Griba, and, and from the, what I understood of that was that he's just being, he wanted to be a nice guy to Griba and give Griba a chance to get picked up somewhere else and, and that kind of thing. But if he was being a true GM and just looking at the team and being business is business and we want to win, he would have just sent Griba to the minors. So on that on that train, the thought... No, 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 no. There's a reason why they didn't send Griba to the minors. Why not, though? Because they how did he perf- Okay, how did he perform when he went down there last year? What type of, uh-huh. what degree of, like, you know, when the Oilers signed Jason Garrison to a PTO, I called yeah. Rocky Thompson, and he said, Bob, there's two types of guys. There's guys that go down, and okay. what, and, and they have positive energy, and they work with the kids, and they're thoroughly engaged, and that's yeah. that's what Jason Garrison did. Okay. And, and, and then there's the other guys. And when, uh-huh. when, when guys are other type of guys... Uh, sometimes they get removed from situations. So I, I don't think Eric Greiber was very happy that he wasn't in Edmonton. Okay. And I think that the orders decided to move along and take the bite. You know? Okay, I'm glad, I'm glad you're clearing that up because there was a lot of rumors in Edmonton, and I'm not there, but just reading all the blogs and everything I hear that, that there was confusion. What the heck is he doing? Speed 300 grand. Well, sure. some, would, some would say that you shouldn't have signed him to a two-year deal. So that's... You know, yeah. I mean, don't forget, Greiba had to come in on a PTO two years ago. You know, like two years ago. So the Oilers traded for him, and he played in 15-16. And then he and Versteeg came in on PTOs in 16, right? Yeah. And Versteeg was on the precipice of earning one when the Flames scooped him. And then the Oilers signed Greiba to a PT, uh, to a one-year deal for 16-17 and then rewarded Greiba with a two-year contract at a relatively low cap hit. And unfortunately, the game moved in a direction away from what Eric Greiber brought. And the Oilers also had Ryan Stanton with another year down in the Myers, another, you know, uh, veteran D-man. And so they elected to buy him out. I mean, if he'd gone down there and crushed it and been fantastic, uh, I'm going to assume that he wouldn't have been bought out in that scenario and would have been a depth defenseman for the hockey club. So... Okay, well, that's good to know. I'm glad you cleared that up, Bob. So then, but if I, I still think he needs to be shrewd, and I was just using that as example, as I thought he's just being a nice guy. No, no, and that's the other, that, Mike. Okay. That's the other part that I want to cut you off with. Okay. Yeah. Make yeah. no make no mistake. Steve Tamalini was a really nice man. Yeah. I don't know how much bite he had when it came to drilling down and being a GM. Okay. Okay. Uh, Craig McTavish wanted to try lots of things he was open-minded i think he's been i I think the media loved craig mctavish because he was a great quote when he coached the team and he's a pretty good guy to deal with but i think some of the like i think craig was an average to above average nhl coach but i never thought he was a great coach okay and he never got a second chance to be an nhl head coach anywhere but conversely a lot of the media think mac t was a terrible gm i don't think he was a terrible gm i think he did okay with what he had and he, I mean, yeah, he, you know what, bringing in Dallas Akins when he did, maybe if he could have done it over, he would have waited another year with Ralph Kruger. But if you look at the body of his work, he drafted, you know, he drafted Darnell Nurse. He drafted Leon Dreisaitl. Those weren't bad picks. 
No, he did good. Right? So that's what I mean. Like, But he also had a business flair to him and was a little bit more he, – he, He's. I can tell you that he cares about people, but he – you know, like Tam Malini, I don't know if he was cut for that sort of job as GM. I think in time, Mac T could have evolved that way. I think Shirelli isn't worried about being a nice guy. Good. Right? good. Shirelli is, uh, of the guys that have been in that role, he's the guy that would take the most deliberate path to fixing his scenario. And Okay, well, well then, then let's see it because, you know, we're, we're and that's all And that's – now – what did they do? T- just going back to the start of the 2016 season. Let's see how good yeah. your memory is. Okay, I got your memory. You got a good memory? Yeah, started 2016, right? So who did they trade? Who did they trade on the Friday? The last Friday was before the start of the regular season. So the regular season started midweek. Who did they trade out of town to get the money off the books so they could turn around and sign a defenseman like with two days left in the preseason? That wasn't ever 2016. Is it? Give me the defenseman we signed. We signed Russell. Russell for the four times four. No. Oh, man. No, 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 no. no, no. They signed okay. Russell. Yeah. They signed Russell for three point one million on a one-year deal. Oh, the Show Me deal. Yeah, yeah. The one. This is when he proved. So, his, and, the, uh, and the other guy got traded to the Show Me State. And oh, it's, oh. Uh, oh freak, it's not Mark Fain because he got. No, Yakupov. So. Oh, oh. Yeah, right, yeah, like yeah. he he. Uh, so they okay. they evaluated the situation they were in. Okay. The orders went through training camp. They had some guys that didn't go grab it. I don't think there was a belief in the confidence level of that Fane could help them much. And yeah. so they they you know because he was still in the organization at that time. So they offloaded Yakupov to St. Louis, got rid of the cap hit, which was like two point one five or two point five million, and then turned around and used the money to sign. Uh, Chris Russell. So, what does this all mean? Well, what this means is here we are. We're we're unresolved on defense. I think you'd agree. Yeah, with that. we need we need defense. We need Justin Falk. I'm all with you on that. We need to LTIR Sakura use the max. Not be worried about it. Not sit on our cap like we did last year. They go, we're going to be in the playoffs. We'll spend the cap. The, the, the difference is, playoffs. Mike from Ottawa. They didn't have Bouchard here, who could do a no. nine day look see or a nine and game. I'm liking Bouchard. Right, I'm a nine game look see. So let's see yeah. what he does. And maybe there comes a point where they can execute a trade. And maybe that point is when an NHL organization that does not have the tremendous fan base that Edmonton has, maybe there comes a point where maybe there's a team in a southern U.S. market that's losing money hand over the fist, that's sitting there sucking uh, uh, money in transfer payments from other NHL organizations. Maybe they're yeah. sitting there with a third-pairing right-shot defenseman making $4.8 million that's relegated to 16 minutes per game. And once yeah. they actually have to start cutting real checks, which doesn't start to the regular season, maybe sure. they become easier to deal with. But I got news well, for I, you. Yeah, I got news I, I, for you. Okay? And that is this. I think if you're the Oilers, you got to see first what you got with Bouchard. And then, number two, if and I'm not sure how much they love Falk, but my guess is there's other NHL organizations, I can think of Detroit and Toronto, that might have an appetite for Falk as well. I could see Toronto wanting, yeah. Okay, so there. So oh, yeah, I, I agree with you, Bob, and I'm so that shrewd move. I, don't, I, I love Sekera as a guy. I heard he's a great in, in the room and everything from what I hear, but I really feel that he's not going to ever be anywhere close to what he was ever, 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 and we need to figure out a way to robot island Sekera because the Leafs figured it out, other teams figured it out with Clarkson, all that, all that stuff going on with, you know, Phoenix and Switching over all these big, uh, big contracts. Yep, yep. 
Sekra, you know, uh, Big Joe Thurton got hurt he, in the Heat playoffs. He came back the next season and played right away with the same injury that Sekra had. Sekra took longer. I'm not blaming Sekra. Everybody's different. I'm just saying that if I was a betting guy and his ability to completely heal and come back after those two major injuries and all that time is, I'd be betting about 10% chance that's going to happen. So he needs to be shrewd and figure out a way to, un- for unfortunately for Sekra, get rid of that contract and do what you just said. All right. Well, Mike, uh, I would say that 90% of the texters and callers that reach the show uh, share the same sentiment on you and the long-term viability for Andre Secker. It's going to be hard for him. Two significant injuries over 15 months I, I at 33. So Thanks for the call, Mike. Thanks, Bob. Have a good one, man. Yep. 780-496-0063. Our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Let's go to Alex. I think we still have Alex with us on line two. And Alex, uh, what do you want to hit on? Bob, how are you? Good. Good. Well, you uh, asked the question, who... Uh, What's the biggest question mark or uh, concern? And uh, yeah. well, I got to tell you, I'm going to be optimistic this year. So I'm going to try real hard, and I'm going to pray and and uh, cheer hard for this backup goaltender we got here. And I won't get into the 2.5 million, but I'm going to be cheering hard for him because he can't run and hide. It's not like you can put him in the rover position in softball or the fourth line left winger. And the other guy I'm going to cheer hard for is obviously Lucic. And uh, I'm not going to uh, get on the uh, after-hour show like I did last year 20 times and, and dump all over this team. I'm going to uh, get it together and stay positive. I'm really going to love watching that top line this year and what they're going to do. And there's, there's lots of question marks, Bob. We all know it. I there's mean, lots Yamamoto, of question marks, yep. A lot of question marks. I have no idea where this team is going to end up in the standings. I don't think anyone knows. Um, I want to get your thoughts about San Jose. Are you going to have fun watching those guys? <laughs> we'll see. That's so, like, you know, they got two of two of the what two of the four best right shot offensive defensemen in the NHL. Maybe the two best. I, don't, I mean, Bufflin's a right shot. He's a pretty electrifying player as well. PK Subban's a right shot. Uh, you know, Sanos Doug Wilson has found a way. He's got an older team. They know how to win. And you know, they got in on Evander Kane and they got in on Eric Carlson. So they found oh, a way to and, – and when you look at what they really gave up at the end of the day – I know. I don't think it was substantial, but they had the cap space to do it. And also, in the case of both players, uh, Kane committed there and Carlson was willing to go there, and that's part of the equation. Edmonton has to do it differently. Yeah. The Oilers have to, to to draft and develop their guys, and, and people can – you know what? And you can reach us at 780 and say, hey, wait a sec here, Stoffer. Like, Taylor Hall wanted to stay and be part of the equation. And that's a fair comment to make. But – because the Oilers aren't going to get every free agent. I do think they got a good chance to get a lot of Western Canadian free agents, which is something to keep in mind on moving forward. Uh, a lot of question marks, though, Bob. I mean, yep. you know, like talking yep. about going after Falk or whatever and stuff, I don't believe that's a good choice. Uh, you know, there's this team. is. Why, uh, why, why is Falk not a good choice for you? Okay, well, here, okay, you know, I, I get this about when I hear Bob McKenzie saying that, you know, it's a hockey, uh, what do you call it? Uh, his uh, comment was uh, something that when McDavid's on this team, it's the immoral, or I forget the quote he said that uh, the hockey, I, I don't know, refresh my memory. Uh, well, Bob, basically... Hmm. Okay. Said something to the effect that uh, it's a, a disgrace to hockey if you have a McDavid on the Oilers uh, and they don't make the playoffs or win the Stanley yes. Cup. But but the thing is, Bob is you know look at the back end. There's lots of question marks. If you're if you're going to if you don't know that, if you don't know if you're going to ice Bouchard or Bear Yamamoto, Puvi Yarvi, 
Rowdy on wing. You see what I'm getting at, right? Like, there's a lot of question marks here. There, and, for, the, and for someone, and for this team, like, that's why I hope they knocked it out of the park right now so that maybe they can boost their lineup. But I don't know. I, I'm looking at two, three years, three, four years before this team competes. Like, for a, to really say this team is going to be a contender, well, a lot of things have to go right this year. So let me like ask you a question. Two years ago, yeah. at, at this time, two years ago, Yep. Did you see the Oilers coming in eighth overall with 103 points? No, I, I figured. I always th- team. okay. Can I tell you something? I always thought the team was better than their record stated they were in 15-16, and I communicated that. You know, I look. I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. I communicated yeah. that to some of the managers. I said the, the, the team like they didn't. You didn't have McDavid for 37 games that year. You didn't have Clefbaum. Now, unfortunately, it's been a bit of a reoccurring theme with Clefbaum, but he's yeah. certainly one of your top, you know, three defensemen. You didn't have him. Um, and then they improved to a 47-win, 103-point team. Now, that said, I never saw the drop-off coming last year. And well, right- no, but, but I, believe, I believe we had this conversation last year when they signed Olison and Strom came over for Eberle. There was question marks after question marks there. Sakara entered the season hurt. I mean, when people said and, that they and, were going to be a playoff team, I was going, hmm. And well, good for, good for you for recognizing that they weren't as good as everybody thought, but I'm going to tell you right now, you were the exception to the rule. Because nine out of every ten people that I talked to, that, you know, that called the show or texted us at 630, 630, had the Edmonton Oilers making the playoffs at this time last oh, year. I, I and I get, Bob, right, I, here, I here's, say, here's what I'll leave you with. I get the questions. And I get the sentiment out there. You know, is Miko Koskinen a question mark? Absolutely. Has he knocked it out of the park in his first two starts? No. Is Cam Talbot back? He's looked good in his first two starts, but I can't tell you he's back. Can no. Bouchard step in and play right away? I think he's smart enough to play at this level. Will he, you know, will there be challenges with his ability to, to skate and turn once we get into NHL real game speed? That's a fair question. Uh, the second injury hurts things a bit on the back end. The right wings... Youth is served on this in the NHL right now. So I, I and but the one thing I will tell you, from a structure and process perspective, this team is playing at an infinitely quicker speed in games. It pre through the first four games of preseason this year than they were last year. I'm not talking about the score. I'm talking about yeah. how they're playing. Well, you see them up front. Right, and I'm telling you, they look like, and we've only seen the big horses play one game. And the biggest horse, that number 97, like, it would not surprise, and I think I had him at 117, 118 points. It wouldn't surprise me. It would not, well, I'm going to take one. It wouldn't surprise me if he laps the field in terms of scoring race this year. Well, hey, He looks like a different man, as good as he's been. He looks Bob, like he's, he's 21. He hasn't even reached his prime. Right. So keep that in mind. Hey, I got to run. Thanks for the call. Yeah, you bet, Bob. Have a good day. Yeah, you bet. Uh, 128 in Edmonton. We do have times for uh, a couple more calls here. We got an interview coming up with Brad Lauer at about 145, 150. So if you want to jump in at 780-496-0063, you can on our. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. 
That's shopify.com slash special offer. River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. We're going to get to some West Hawk Ford text after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.